Welcome back to the podcast. We rock and rolling on this thing. Um, number 77 today. 77, yes, sir. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Made it this long. And we're going to keep going, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> uh, although we clearly have run out of stuff to talk about, today's just going to be, we're, we're going to kind of wing it again. I feel bad because we haven't really had decent topics in a while. Um, we do have something really cool planned, but it's taking a lot of like research. So this is definitely the most I've ever researched for an episode, um, and I'm not done yet. And by that, I mean, I've only put like maybe 20 minutes into it yet so far. <laughs> I haven't even started. Really? Yeah. Because that's the, I think what is really getting us into kind of like, well, let's just like, for instance, today, like we're just going to kind of talk, maybe fit a soul pancake thing in there. Mm -hmm. Um, But the scheduling, I think is the issue is because like with your work schedule and with just kind of the state of the world, it's a lot harder to kind of plan what specifically we're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. And especially an episode where we do want to do research and we want to actually like make it enjoyable mm-hmm. and not just talk out of our ass. Right. Uh, it takes time. So we have to plan for that and we got to do it at the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, to me, that's what yeah. is like kind of getting in the way of doing more bigger topics right right well with that you know the the idea that we have and i'm not going to spoil it but i think it deserves a lot of research so because of that like i am kind of like i'm a little nervous about it but also like i want to be sure to put in the proper research so i haven't really whenever i've sat down to work on something creatively for the podcast lately it's just been researching that topic and i don't really have time to think about any other cool ideas so i think that's kind of why we're just pulling stuff out of our ass <laughs> but yeah last yeah. week was actually one of the most fun podcasts i've had in a while where we just talked about video games the whole time i thought it was fun I, I agree. I think it was fun, too, just because, like, I think that's kind of somewhat of the point of the podcast. Yeah. Like, video games isn't, like, incredibly your realm, but we we can kind of always, like, parlay that into something that's a little bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and actually, this is cool. Um, Kevin listened to that episode and listened to my love and reinvigoration of Halo. And uh, apparently, there is a arcade halo game what <laughs> so it's like an on-rail shooter but i like watched a trailer for it and dude it's fucking dope <laughs> <Yeah>. like it's <laughs> really crazy cool like it's like it's kind of like that machine at like a dave and buster's that yeah. costs like ten dollars to play right <laughs> like it's that level and uh i was just like and apparently you could hook it up with like your xbox account and get an achievement for it and i was like well fuck yeah that's awesome dude yeah (laughs) so he he told me about that so i was like oh man yeah i gotta hop on that i gotta i gotta find one yeah seriously um yeah so that's that's really cool um but yeah so no i think uh i think today will be good we're gonna keep it pretty chill and see um see where we can go Mm -hmm. um do you kind of want to bring up like what we know about long term or do you want to wait? 
Um, I mean, I guess we can talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's really a whole lot to talk about. I think just in the end, I think I just I wanted to say it at one point. We're not going to do this podcast forever. Yeah. And I think right now the plan is to end it at 100 mm-hmm. and do like a farewell episode. Um, truthfully, I would maybe be willing to stop it before that. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> well, we kind of um, you brought up the, you brought up the point, and I was like, you know, fully on board. Basically, we we've kind of come to the conclusion that like one of the things that we try to do with all of our projects, not just this, is um, you know, really just have a the, the the podcast and really our whole knuckleball studios thing started as a way for us to keep up a relationship while living three hours away. Like, you know, you're one of the few friends that doesn't live near me that I still care to catch up with. So, you know, our projects have kind of been our excuse to keep our relationship going in a way, which I think is amazing. Um, And the podcast just kind of started out as one of those avenues of you know, content really. Um, and I think it's, we both kind of feel like that's kind of like starting to run its course a little bit, like a hundred, well, you know, a hundred episodes isn't nothing to sneeze at. So, um, I, I feel like that's pretty decent, but then also we, we kind of have a habit of just, just kind of like letting things fizzle out and we don't want that to happen with this. We want to, we want it to be a celebration. We're going to purposefully kill it. (laughs) <laughs> not yeah, just like let it die <laughs> yeah we're gonna we're gonna throw to party and then take it out behind our shed and shoot it in the face with a shotgun exactly yeah yeah i mean well i mean it will be there like people solicit to it right but, and i thought like you know who knows maybe like a couple years down the road if we've worked on other stuff we might come back and do a reunion podcast episode or mm-hmm. something fun like that but it's pretty clear we we've had a lot of really good ideas like i was thinking the other day like i think the first 20 was us really figuring out like what we were gonna do Mm -hmm. and our level of like trying to be funny and make people laugh or just do something entertaining and the level of us being real yeah and i think after like about the first 20 we started to figure that out and then to me the rest were all like, I think there's gems in all of them. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's definitely some episodes that aren't the greatest, but mm. there's something in there that we either talk about something kind of interesting or we actually have really funny moments in. Yeah, so. exactly. Like, there are some, like, inside jokes where we still bring up. Um, and I, I, yeah. I, I, wanna, I, I eventually want to, like, do a best of episode and just kind of, like get together a bunch of clips and I know that's going to take a long time because we've honestly had some really funny and also like genuinely just heartfelt good moments that I want to basically bring back so that's that's agreed. that's in the works for sure yeah agreed so yeah unfortunately so I I I, I want to make it to 100 but I'm even like I did the math we have 23 to go buddy yep <laughs> yep <laughs> that's a lot right <laughs> 23 so we'll, We'll we'll see what we do, but yeah, that's that's kind of just why because we want to go work on something else. Mm-hmm. Yep, we have other projects in 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 mind. Yeah, we want to you know we want to. This isn't the only thing we wanted to do, and it's weirdly takes up a lot of fucking time. So <laughs> right, <laughs> it's hard to do other stuff when you you know have to squeeze this in around life. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, Mitch. Well, I just wanted to bring it up. I guess I, I'm mainly putting it out there for Garrett. I don't know what Garrett's going to do. <laughs> yeah, he's going to text us immediately. 
like as he yeah. as he does <laughs> as, as he tends to it's just fucking he listens to the final episode just starts it again right. <laughs> listens to the whole thing um all right Mitch, you want to do what you drink yeah let's do it let's um let's do that here's the thing I am pretty hungover this morning, so... I wondered. <laughs> that... I forgot about your text. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I went out to a bar last night. Um, it was We kept it safe. We weren't stupid about it, though. I'm not being one of these idiots that, you know, is going dancing and stuff. I just hung out with a few friends. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I drank a little bit too much. So, I that on top of the fact that I just don't have any beer in the house... Um, and I wasn't going to go out this morning hungover and get some. Um, I made a nice Chemex, so I'm drinking some coffee. Um, okay. <laughs> but I don't want to disappoint you. I was able to find a bottle of Cafe Roomba in my fridge. It's probably been there about a year and a half, maybe two years. I don't know if it's still good. Probably not. Um, <laughs> it is a rum cream with coffee. Um, so it's kind of like a Bailey's kind of thing, but like... But with rum. But with rum. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, so you know how you've got an Irish coffee. I'm calling this the Jamaican coffee, man. <laughs> the Jamaican coffee, man. Hmm. It smells... Yeah, I don't know. Here we go. Yeah, I don't think any alcohol is really going to smell good. Well, I admire your commitment to at least ingesting some amount of alcohol. Yes, I mean, I, I do it for you, and I do it for the podcast. Uh, that would have been pretty boring if I was just like, hey, I'm just going to drink coffee today. So, <laughs> I, You know what's funny about the podcast? It has made me stop getting so drunk on Saturday nights. <laughs> yeah. See, now I just get drunk on Friday nights, and then I drink a yeah. little bit Saturday, and then I... Sometimes we'll drink all day on Sunday just because I start drinking at 11. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then you just have one too many and you're like, well, I'm already, you know, I'm getting halfway there and it's noon. So I might as well just keep this train to go. And yeah, like where to go from here. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, interesting. Okay. Is it, that is not it, great. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my next question. Did it meld well? And um, judging by your face, I'm going to go with no. Yeah. No. Uh, well, I, I, I think it's still good. So that's good. But, um, I just I'm not a big fan of like any cream in coffee. I'm I'm more I'm just a black coffee guy. Um, so I don't really care that this has alcohol in it or not. I just it's not a, you can't beat a black coffee. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's my my only concern. So what about you? What are you drinking on? Well, I kind of picked this up because we talked about it on the last episode. And I thought like, geez, I haven't had that in forever i picked up some blue moon oh nice yeah (laughs) so i'm pretty sure i've had it on the podcast i know we've talked it to death probably because i think it was both of our first big boy beers that we did get into yeah it was um but yeah i got some blue moon i did have a couple last night and it's so fucking delicious because it's all belgian weedy all the things i like and they did this with orange peel so it is a very strong citrus flavor. Yeah, hey, not bad. Yeah, but it can't beat Blue Moon. Ah, solid. <laughs> solid. Let's let's dive a little bit into Blue Moon. So it's brewed with Valencia orange peel. Mm. I don't know what a Valencia orange is. It's from the Valencia region of France. Yeah, for, right. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking orange. All right. You genetically yeah. made these. Um, that's about it. They really don't put much on this bottle. It's actually kind of boring. I mean, I think like Blue Moon also is that kind of beer that like craft beer drinkers like should own. Like, oh, you like Blue Moon? <laughs> right. You know that's owned by Anheimer Bush, right? 
Yeah, that does get shit on a lot, but I mean, I and, and it's not my f- like go-to beer, but I do I, I owe it a lot. It got me into the world of like craft beers. It's a stepping stone. So yeah, like I mean, I think what I think what slays me, especially about people who like do drink a lot of craft beer, is just like I mean, I get it. It's a fun kind of like hobby, but when you drink trash beer all the time. And I'm drinking like, I mean, I've been drinking Miller Lite and PBR like almost exclusively. Yeah. <laughs> but what's nice about that is when I have a beer that is more complex, I enjoy it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I take yeah. my time with it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I don't want to do that with every goddamn beer I drink. Exactly. And I, even the biggest beer snob in the world, you can't fucking tell me the first time they had like an IPA wasn't just absolutely disgusting because I, I used to hate them. Um, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's a, it's an acquired I still taste, do. right? See, it's an acquired taste. And I think that is, you know, for every person that you, you don't, you don't like it the first time you have it. Um, I basically had to force myself to drink it for about a year before I was just like, Oh, you know what? I think I like this now. Same with black coffee. <laughs> I, I've had quite a few conversations with people who don't really drink beer and I'm yeah. like, well, yeah, why don't you drink it for like a year or so? You kind of, you, you really <laughs> crave that taste. And they're like, why the fuck do I want to do that? Yeah, that exactly. Make any sense. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll just drink peppermint schnapps all year round. Yeah, like, oh. exactly. Yeah, it's almost just being like, "Oh, you don't smoke? Uh, you should start vaping. Uh, <laughs> you'll uh, you'll love it. You, you'll you'll acquire a need for it. <laughs> yeah, a chemical dependency, almost, <laughs> if you will." Yeah. Oh man, no, that's very that's that's hilarious. Convincing people to smoke. Oh, you don't smoke? You should try it. Yeah. Give it about a year, and then you'll really like it. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh, fucking insane. Uh, let's do a lightning round. Um, question number one: What is the most fucked up thing you've ever seen on the internet? <laughs> Just no holds barred, and if it's that way too terrible to talk about it, I'll edit it out. There will be no lightning round. <laughs> <laughs> truthfully, truthfully, it's probably not going to be what most be- truthfully seen people die. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have seen people die on the Internet mm-hmm. and I can't unsee it. Uh, so, yeah, that's a fucking bummer. Parents really need to fucking control what kids can and cannot see on the Internet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just I saw I mean, I was bordering more on adult. Like, I think it was 15 or 16, but I, I watched a video called Two Guys, One Hammer and it was these two Russian guys that beat a man to death with a hammer. Jesus. Um, so that was dope. <laughs> um, it's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, 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 not not dope at all. Very terrible. Yeah. I don't I could it, I if I researched it, it could end up being fake. But I did, however, watch a documentary as well in college, Ooh. actually, at CCU <laughs> of uh, this guy <laughs> pretty illegally documented all these people jumping off the golden gate bridge oh yeah and uh that was fucked up um so yeah it it fucked with me and continues to fuck with me so i think that's why like now as an adult it's kind of the reason i don't watch horror movies or watch really fucked up shit it's just like man i i get why people like horror movies i like a lot of horror movies but they're they're more psychological Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I definitely went away from 
enjoying that kind of shit because I'm like, I don't know, man. I kind of feel like I've actually watched, like, not even a person. This is just, you know, on the internet, but mm-hmm. still very traumatizing. Right. So I can't even imagine watching someone die in front of you. Like, that's fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. It's a really weird, I mean, you you bring up a good point. Like, um, it's it's just, we live in a crazy time where children have access to seeing people die and it's not even really from an an entertainment like point of view sometimes it's like the you need to see what's going on like and by that i mean like i'm i I just can't you know stop thinking about like the george floyd and eric garner the constant you know the multiple people killed um by police officers is all over the internet and i don't know a single person that like you know, w- didn't watch it. Like I didn't want to, but I was like, everybody's, you know, talking about it. I need to see how bad this was for myself. Um, and it's just insane, man. Like I-, I can't even believe that we're living in a time where that can just get posted on the internet. But not only that, but everyone watches it. I think that's why we, when we got that comment way back in the day, the only reason I bring that up is just because <laughs> like, I remember talking to Aaron about it before I read him the comment and he said, well, I mean, you want to take constructive criticism. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. That's not what this is. Mm -hmm. This is, this is some Redditor motherfucker calling us out for giving a shit about another race of people. Yeah, exactly. And admitting, you know, things that are culturally wrong with the world. And I think that's why we rebelled so hard against that comment. So instead of like being like, well, we want to take criticism and it's like, no, nah, fuck that. Like this guy's wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is bullshit. And we lean more into it. And I think that's why when I was a kid and watched these videos of people dying, it was very, very traumatizing as an adult. Unfortunately, I'm a little bit more desensitized because this has happened so much. Right. Yeah. Um, but the kids who are 13, 14 and especially the black kids that are 13, 13- 14 that see this shit or see Mm -hmm. the shit in their, you know, in their own life. Um, incredibly traumatizing. And that's probably why they're fucking mad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely. Yeah. That, I mean, you could, I mean, I could talk about weird sex shit all day, (laughs) right? (laughs) but none of that really affected me because I never really saw anything that was real. Yeah. That was like actually, that that intense as seeing someone die. There is a thing called nugget porn. Are <laughs> what you aware of what that is? No. Uh, nugget porn is uh, amputee porn. Oh, gotcha. I thought so, you were going down like a chicken McNugget kind of road thing. No, but, um, no, no. That's no, a different kind of nugget. <laughs> yeah, do it very. Yeah, it's probably the most insistent porn. But yes, people without uh, without limbs. Specifically, yeah. people with no limbs at all, mm-hmm. no legs, no arms. Um, <laughs> that's that's a really fucked up thing to call it. Nugget porn. <laughs> that too, right? Like, man, you couldn't even right. like name it. Like, right. so unfortunately, I have seen that. Yeah, um, I won't. Yeah, so internet's fucked up, man. Yeah, like, yeah, like it is. it's. Do, right. do you do you have an answer? Um. Yeah. So. 
um, kind of similar situation. And this is it's another one of those things where I'm not sure if it's if it was real or not. I haven't done the proper research, but I remember when YouTube like first became like a thing. Do you remember? Do you remember when everybody was just like, "Hey, there's this new you know web page called YouTube, and there's just a bunch of free videos." Um, I do, and I remember one of the first YouTube videos I saw was the uh, Pain Olympics. Um, did you ever see that one? No, I don't <laughs> yeah. even sound familiar to me. Yeah, it's basically just like something you would see like on Tosh.0 where they would blur it out, but they didn't blur it out. It's basically just these people doing like jackass style stunts for the purpose of putting it on the internet. Um, there was one where a Chinese dude cut off his own dick. Um, and I watched that when I was like 14, when YouTube first came out and I, and I'm hoping it's not real because there's no, a 14 year old should not subject himself to that. But, um, I watched it for fun because my friends were like, you got to see this. And I did. Man, if I have a son, teenager, I'm going to beat the shit out of him. I, I just, I'm like, dude. God, man, that's fucked up. I, yeah. it, it's like at a certain level, nothing's worse than the other, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I remember the biggest one. I remember when Two Girls, One Cup was a thing. Yeah, I was thinking about that one, too, yeah. Um, that is fake, though. Okay, well, that's that good. Was, that makes me feel better. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, still upsetting. Yeah, it's incredibly upsetting. <laughs> God, that's so fucking weird. It is, yeah. Last question. Um, so totally different. You know, we need to we need to pa- cleanse our palates a little bit. Um, when was the last? <laughs> when was the last time you like stopped yourself and thought like, this is like really awesome right now, or like this is beautiful? Like it could be like nature. It could just be like you kind of like slowing down enough to be like, I appreciate this moment. Um. I do that a fair amount mm-hmm. because I try to suck the joy out of life. <laughs> what I mean is, is like, just like when you're oh, having you mean that, that as a positive thing. <laughs> yeah. Like just when you're having like a bad day and you mm-hmm. are unhappy, it's like, I, it, dude, every, here's the way I feel about life. I'm going to sum it up right now. Yes, please do. Figure 90% it out. of it sucks. <laughs> yep. There's about 10% that's good. What you have to do is be a person that focuses on the 10% and not mm-hmm. the 90 yeah, exactly. That's where you are actually happy. And I, just to be real, in the past th- this year, since basically 2020 rolled around, I was really focused on that 90%. Mm-hmm. Only in the last couple weeks, when I had a very real conversation with Charlotte, I finally started to focus on that 10%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. And I had just never realized how much like I undervalued her, how much I fucking didn't appreciate her. And I was just like, oh, yeah, you're like my best fucking friend. Like we're Mm -hmm. a team. You're an amazing person. There's a reason I want to get married to you. Like, why have I been focused on this 90 percent? And it's not just her. Like, I didn't focus on the 90 percent of her. That's bad. That's not what I'm saying. But I focused on the 90 percent of life that was keeping me down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then finally, when I had that conversation with her, uh, it just shifted. I was just like, oh, yeah, I don't love my job, but I like it a lot fucking more than Rite Aid. Mm-hmm. Okay, fuck Rite Aid. So <laughs> um, 
not even entirely every now and then i do i do miss rite aid every now and then but the whole point being is i started to focus on that 10 percent. so i feel like i do that a lot i try to find just something i'm thankful for um i think i i don't know if i have a tip i don't know if i have one instance but i think like what kind of I think a big thing that I do a lot is time. When I have time to myself and time to just sit and breathe, I'm thankful. Mm-hmm. Because some people don't have that kind of time. Um, and like, I don't know, like the other night I was just kind of like playing a video game. I was chilling and I kind of like took myself out of the game and I was like, okay, wait, what, what, what am I not accomplishing? Like, that's how I felt. I was like, oh shit, mm-hmm. I play games too long. What am I, <laughs> oh, I got to do something. I was like, oh wait, 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 I don't. I don't need to do anything. Mm-hmm. I have everything I need. And I was like, okay. Now that's also my anxiety coming out. That's that's what having anxiety is kind of like. Yeah, <laughs> you're having fun and you're like, oh fuck, <laughs> what am I not doing? Exactly. Yeah, it's like a Catholic guilt. Like, oh, I'm having fun. That can't be good. <laughs> yes. No. Honestly, it's a lot like that. That's how it kind of yeah. feels sometimes. But that, that, typically, that's what I do, and then yeah. I remind myself that, oh no, it's fucking six o'clock i got all night life's good mm-hmm. i'm good i'm good take a break right take a beat, buddy yeah well not to bring up like the internet again but that is one really bad thing about it with especially with like social media it is so easy to if you want to get yourself worked up and pissed off really all you have to do is open up facebook and scroll for a minute and you'll see like a story that is just terrible you'll see a politician you hate you see a friend or family member saying something racist or ignorant um right. And it's almost kind of like I've I personally have like found myself almost like weirdly obsessed with this feeling and not in a positive way. Um, Like it's almost kind of like that little like rush of disgusting like I don't even know the the right words to phrase it, but it's almost kind of like that instant gratification kind of thing where you're like you hate it so much. It's a little bit enjoyable and it's so easy to access that now. So when you were speaking of focusing on the 90% of the things that suck, the internet makes it really easy to do that. (laughs) I have a friend who's pretty guilty of this. I don't want to name their name um, just because they would probably vehemently disagree, but I do think they do this because there tends to be a tendency for them to focus on very ignorant people in the first place. Mm -hmm. And I mean, so, Hey, look, I love a good Facebook train wreck as much. (laughs) All right. Right. There's a girl from high school that I started following um, <laughs> that I actually used to have a giant crush on way back today, uh, and she had a breakup, and I just love seeing just that trajectory, man. It's every, just, yeah. every white girl has the same fucking trajectory. Um, so I get it, but it's also like, yeah, I feel like you're feeding the fire, right? You got to mm. just realize, like, you're not better than that person. Um, by any means, because I think that does also tend to breed a sense of like, well, I'm better. I don't fucking like that. Um, I don't know, man. You got to have that empathy. Yeah. And you got to like take a step back and just realize I don't want to feed this fire. And then you got to ask what you're yourself. Some people could get on and rant about everybody, but I remember Charlotte started watching this fucking dumb ass show of these religious motherfuckers and their weird white family and it just pisses me off and and I and I went on a rant and she kind of got mad at me and I felt bad but I'm like well it makes me mad like stop I I don't want to tell her what to watch 
But I'm like, well, if you're going to watch it, then be prepared for me to freak the fuck out every 10 minutes, Mm, okay? Yeah. Like, because I just get mad. It just makes me mad, and I don't want to feed that. Right. So I'm not going to ingest that media. Yeah, yeah. And I think people should probably try to have the same mentality about social media. It's just like, if you go on Facebook and you're just getting mad and mad and you're just feeding that monster, you got to distance yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got to find more peace with it. But it also yeah. depends, like, because I think we could both attest to when I get mad, I get real mad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it kind of depends on how you handle it. But if you look at something like that and you view it negatively and, it, and you do feel it is not good for you, then, yeah, you got to create that distance, man, because mm-hmm. it's never going to be good. But I understand what you're saying, because I, I do. I do it, too. I go on Facebook looking for my dumb fucking Facebook <laughs> friends that are like. Oh yeah, we're lizard people, man. <laughs> right, exactly. Pushed in nine eleven, man. Right. Five G, man. So I guess um, the reason I brought it up is because I, I, I <clears throat> if you want my kind of like two cents at the key to success and finding happiness, it's like you have to actively look for happiness in things that aren't that glamorous or enjoyable. Um, yeah, like. Um, so just the other day I was telling you I had to, I had to work for Black Friday and I knew it was going to be just a terrible day. I knew it was going to be so busy. I knew it was going to be a long day and I was just going to get pissed off and it's unavoidable. So the very first thing I did in the morning when I woke up was, um, I put on Beastie Boys on my, on my Bluetooth speaker. I cranked that shit all the way up. I was like, I, I'm not going to enjoy my day. So I have to find ways to, get first off get myself pumped up for the day but also like squeeze this you know i have 30 minutes to get ready for work how can i make it a little bit enjoyable so just you know for me that's crank some music get pumped get in the mood um and then shortly after that so i was on my way out the door i like was getting in my truck and i had just been like cranking music getting getting myself psyched and i like looked down my road and it was friday morning black friday at like 8 a.m and by this time like there's usually some stuff going on in my neighborhood like people outside trash trucks you know people doing yard work or whatever for whatever reason, I just noticed. It ain't fucking a him. <laughs> not like mo- not like mowing, but like outside doing something. Um, and for whatever reason, I just noticed that like no one was outside, not a single soul. And it was almost eerie that I just like look. I started looking around, and I was like, "This is weird. It's so incredibly quiet. There's not a single soul outside." Um, and p- again, part of it was just like I've just been getting myself psyched, listening to loud music, and all of a sudden I can't hear anything. No sing, not a single car. And I just stood there for like probably thirty seconds, just being like, "This is really fucking nice. This is relaxing." Um, and I basically forced myself to stop for thirty seconds, and then after that I was like, "All right, got to go back to work." But for me, that was just like. A, a normal fucking day. Nothing out of the ordinary happened. But right. I think if you allow yourself, really kind of have to force yourself to slow down and think, try to appreciate things um, in the things that don't really bring you joy, that's the key to it, baby. Yeah, I, I definitely like the idea of slowing <laughs> yourself down. And definitely with somebody who deals with anxiety, I have to slow myself down. Mm-hmm. But I think it works for everybody. You got to just slow yourself down. Just stop reacting to everything. Don't have a reaction to every goddamn thing that happens. Like, mm-hmm. just take a minute, take a beat, you know, think is, is what I say. I mean, don't, th- I mean, I guess like don't think about something, but like just experience. 
And I think as a modern society and where we're at and everything we're talking about with the internet, social media, yada, 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 um, we have a tendency to not experience what is happening in front of us Mm -hmm. and the tangible and the real. So we got to kind of like slow that down so we can. I think you're happier for it. Now, I'm not like a hippie. I'm not like... (laughs) bird social media to the ground (laughs) (laughs) not like on you know 4chan trying to learn how to make a bomb (laughs) Um, or watching the guy cut his dick off (laughs) or or just really in the there is a oh castration that is a fetish by the way there is a castration (laughs) fetish damn yeah I mean, obviously, it's typically simulated because how can a fetish where you no longer have <laughs> right. sexual organs really? Anyways, do it for you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what are you gonna do? The one and done kind of thing, right? <laughs> exactly. All right, so Mitch, I gave you a little bit of a homework assignment. Yes, you did, and in true fashion, I put it off until right before we were about ready to start the podcast. <laughs> so literally, hey, give me ten more minutes. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, I don't know if you noticed, the video is ten minutes long. So I was just like, <laughs> eleven o'clock, like, oh shit, I need exactly ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I we talked a lot about video games on the last episode, and I wanted to kind of try to not only have I tried to just let you really my whole goal I've tried to embell you with the understanding of the passion of video games Mm -hmm. and why I like to talk about them or why I view them more culturally than a lot of people do um than just being like a fun thing to do Mm -hmm. um so I kind of tried to imbue that in you and I thought that Nanky Jakey had a couple videos that I thought could possibly do that um, so, um, I sent you a couple videos. They're very personal Nakey Jakey videos. If you want to look them up online, Nakey Jakey, uh, he does a video about, uh, Dark Souls and he does a video about Bioshock. Mm-hmm. And both of those videos, one, I think are just like good videos, like just good, like cool. I don't really want to say artsy, but they're just like well-made videos. I, like, I would just, say they're artsy. Yeah. Both of them they, in their they, own unique way. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're and they're also very different videos. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I thought that those two would kind of help you understand that passion, mm-hmm. that emotion that is involved. So I wanted you to watch those and and kind of like hear what you thought about them. But it's basically it. Yeah. So I I think and I just wanted not a super crazy in depth, but just just a conversation about them. So I wanted to hear, you know, after watching them, kind of what was your overall take from them. Yeah, most definitely, man. Um, it, I'm I'm glad you sent that to me because I did kind of understand your appreciation a little bit more. And I've always known that you, you know, are a huge video game fan. And I, um, I, and I'm not as much, but I do enjoy it for sure. Um, and I've never had anything, you know. I don't think you're weird or anything for it. But just to kind of get a better uh, understanding of like why, and uh, and I feel like you know what he was talking about did kind of remind me of you a little bit. We've talked about before about how like you know you were an only child. You you spent a lot of time alone, um, and for for Jakey anyway, like video games was kind of a way to especially in the in the Bioshock one when he was living by himself and didn't really have any friends, like Bioshock was kind of his friend. And um in the Dark Souls one, you know, he was going through a real shitty time in his life and it was one thing 
you can look forward to. Um, one thing you can enjoy and appreciate about life when you otherwise don't enjoy it. Um, so I, I, that's a very like raw thing and something as silly as video games. I think it's fucking amazing that they can fill a huge void in your life. Yeah, and I think like what I find interesting just because I know a little bit more about the games that is Dark Souls video when he talks about all of the shit that he was going through during that time, he's playing a game that is an, tremendously difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, this game is fucking impossible. It does not tell you. I, I've played it and I've never played more than an hour and a half because it does not tell you yeah. what to do. <laughs> you have to just hopefully figure it out. Damn. Um so I think like the comparison of him going through such a difficult time and not knowing what to do and then playing a game where it doesn't tell you what to do at all. Uh, I view it kind of like he I, I in my weird brain view him starting to conquer Dark Souls as a way to help him conquer life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like a, a metaphysical way of doing so. Mm hmm. Um, and then the same with Bioshock where I, I played a fair amount of Bioshock actually. And I, and I really did like it. I think just at the time I didn't appreciate games the same way. So I was a little bit more actually what Nike calls gamer brain. I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, just give me, you know, I just, ah, explosion, <laughs> mountain Dew, double XP. <laughs> um, that's a little bit how I was at that time because I was younger. So I didn't appreciate games the same way, but Bioshock is this giant, underground under you know underwater world uh kind of used to be like a utopia there's so much about like people and their psyche and a good evil morality thing going on and i think if like you were alone and didn't know how to relate to people at the time because you had changed and other people changed and you know you were kind of lost i think bioshock weirdly makes a lot of sense for you to kind of helping find your way mm-hmm. um and and because I think Bioshock is you go in completely blind and have to start to understand everything and find your place in that game as you tend to with life and those informative years. So to me, as as the nerdy gamer metaphor guy, I think it's really interesting. I think both those games served him completely in the in those times in his life. And that kind of blew me away that it was those games. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been a completely different video if he just like was like, yeah, I was really lonely. So I just played call of duty. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, that's, that's to me, that's more of a time killer or more right. of a social experience. But I think those games really like spoke to the trial that he was having in life mm-hmm. both times. Yeah. But the other thing I, I, I noticed like in the video, like hearing him talk about, um, you know, it serves multiple purposes. It serves, you know, when you don't have anybody around and you, you know, desperately need something to occupy your time that is greater than yourself. Um, but he also mentioned about how he would like, you know, play video games with friends all the time. And that's something I a little bit more resonated with because like I, I didn't, the, the types of games I played growing up were those like multiplayer, like two player, like, Hey, my, my, you know, me and my brother are going to play this game or me and my cousin. And, um, it feel it, it's a huge, amazing bonding experience. That's what I lo- yeah. personally love about video games. Like some of my best memories with my brother growing up was either you know just us p- 
being stupid together, playing, you know, playing games like whether that's, you know, outside playing basketball or playing video games, which we did a lot. We we played, you know, uh, we played the football games, baseball games, skateboarding games. And to this day, like those are my favorite games, mostly because I got to know my brother over these video games because you know it's one of those things where you're just sitting around playing games and then that leads to conversation and jokes and it's such an awesome bonding experience yeah i think that's why like i know with like i mean my you know my friend aaron who i grew up with i mean we played the so many games together and some of them are actually good others were fucking dumb as shit <laughs> yeah. there was a laura croft tomb raider game <laughs> this bullshit thing that we played and it was it was a twin stick shooter so you, i mean it was dumb as fuck but man we loved it we sat there we played through a bunch of it castle crashers is one i go back to everybody fucking talks about castle crasher that game fucking sucks man it's not good it's well, okay. Well, sorry. That's really extreme. It's it's not that good. Um, it, it's like a Turtles in Time kind of thing. Okay. It's it's, it's one of those arcade beat 'em ups. I mean, it really is not that great of a game. <laughs> yeah. It's not that revolutionary. But man, did we not sit there and just beat Castle Crashers over the course of two days? And eventually, you're just going to talk. Like that's. I know that I have gamer friends that get a little bit annoyed with me because we'll be playing games and I'll be like, you yeah, have been thinking a lot about like time recently. <laughs> yeah. like, Come on, man. I'm just trying to play COD here. I'm not right. trying to get in all this shit, but <laughs> it's it just, I feel like inevitably the game is going to kind of run its course and then you're going to kind of talk. Mm -hmm. And my favorite kind of games are those games set up where it is one to two to three players and dungeon crawlers are great for this things like that things where you just you're going through all this stuff and you're just grinding away and you're just playing the game you're having fun but you just end up talking because eventually the game is going to kind of take a backseat to hanging out with your bro mm -hmm. yeah exactly um and just i mean i remember all the years like i tell this story to people and i don't think they believe me we burnt a ring in halo 2 like the laser <laughs> that reads the disc burnt a fucking ring in halo 2 like we played that day in and day out and I, it, it's that those are some of the best memories I had because mm -hmm. it was just fun. And we weren't out like doing drugs or drinking. I mean, we were like 13, but still, yeah. well, we just wanted a little bit of weed. But that wasn't an everyday thing. So, like, right. we were really just hanging out and having fun and talking. And I think, like, that's why now I don't go to bars. I don't go to clubs. I don't go to big giant parties because I spent my informative years with the best friends I've ever had sitting on a couch just getting so fucking mad at mario party <laughs> yeah. that you were willing to just destroy their home before you left like <laughs> right. that's so now as an adult like that's what i want to do i don't want to go to a club i don't want to fucking i want you to pick up sticks and play me in mortal Kombat, you motherfucker <laughs> yeah. i'm about to school you like that's that's how i spent my those years making friends and building those relationships and i think it's more personal more one-on-one -on -one. yeah you can figure out very quickly if you're going to get along with somebody where if you play, you know, fucking Smash Brothers, you're going to make a lot of judgments based on who they pick. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to say the same thing. Yeah, right. You know, you pick. I, I'm not as well versed in Smash, but I would probably make a very differing. I could tell a lot if somebody picks Donkey Kong and then if somebody picked like fucking Marth. All right. <laughs> right. That's telling me a lot about that person right there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I assume Donkey Kong, they're probably just wanting to have fun. They yeah. picked somebody like Marth. 
I don't even know if he's meta, but you you know that there's a character named Marth in Super Smash Bros. and know who they are. <laughs> yeah. Like you're you're showing up to party. Like oh, you're yeah. showing up to fuck me up. Definitely. Speaking of, who is your go-to like play character in Smash Brothers? Uh, Garrett asked us this question. Do you remember uh, that? Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, I mean, I I'll tell it again because I don't <laughs> mind. Uh, I uh, I actually picked. Oh, Pit. Pit was who I picked for a okay. long time. Yeah, I think I remember but that. Pit wasn't in that many games. I don't even really remember if he's an ultimate. I like to play Pit, or I like to play Cor- Kirby slash Meta Knight. Mm. Like Meta Knight apparently is like Dark Kirby. I don't really. Nintendo's fucking weird. Um, that's typically who I pick because every mm-hmm. time I pick somebody like Mega Man or like Mar- like I try to pick somebody cool, right? I never did good with them. I always had to pick like some D list fucking Nintendo character <laughs> yeah. to actually do any good with. How how who have you? What about you though? Because I know I, you played Smash, not yeah. as, a lot. But. Yeah, not as I I would fall under the camp of like I'm just here to have fun. I don't really know what these you know people do. Like I don't know their special tricks or anything. Um, and because of that, I think I usually pick like Yoshi or something like. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, you're gonna pick fucking Pac-Man. Somebody I know. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't no. know who most of these people are. Uh, but. <laughs> Bro, I know a lot about video games. I boot up Smash Ultimate, and I'm anytime I play with friends, I'm just like, I have no fucking idea <laughs> exactly. who any of these people are. Right, right. Are you shitting me? Yeah. But I think yeah, I pick so. Link, too. Um, just I don't really know why. <laughs> yeah, no, I always tried to find like a link. What's really fun, we've already had this conversation. I was going to go up and say, well, in Ultimate, there's like Kid Link and Toon Link and Adult Link. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid. Um, anyways, well, cool. Well, thank you for watching those. I wanted, it, it, it's like I said, I mean, and it's like you said, it's like, you know, you don't view me as weird as having this big giant passion, but it's, it's cool to hear someone have a, a video game experience similar to mine. I think mm-hmm. that's why Nicky Jakey's so popular, and I think it's why so many people bite off his style because, like, we all kind of have that thing that we are passionate about. Mm-hmm. In video games, in particular, when you have a memory, and also I feel like really kind of close to him as like a gamer because, like, he he always talks about Grand Theft Auto and how informative that was for him, mm-hmm. um, and. Fuck yes, dude. I played yeah. so much Grand Theft Auto and I used to play it in secret too, like he did. And you know, those those are like really cool for me. So Yeah. Well, I I loved the the visuals, so I want to touch on this a little bit. Like the the um the one where he's like laying in his bed um was kind yeah, of a weird the... like artistic choice and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. But then the more he started talking, I was just like, Oh, this fits perfectly like this is really just raw like him just like being open and honest and emotional and it kind of made you feel like you were at a sleepover like oh we're just gonna you know fall asleep while we talk about video games like that's something i would have done like um i just thought that was really cool no no i totally agree i think it's like a really vulnerable way to do a video like laying Mm -hmm. down in your bed and then you're gonna record (laughs) this very personal story yeah no i really like that and it kind of feels and you're right i think that's a really good way to put it it does it feels like you're at a sleepover and somebody's like hey jakey can you tell us about the time you got really into dark souls (laughs) he's like all his like really close buddies really like the story right (laughs) it's like a weird bedtime story like no totally and yeah um well I, I sorry go ahead 
Oh, I was going to say, like, well, I really love the visuals of the Bioshock video because, mm-hmm. like, I really felt like I don't know if he went back to where he grew up and was, like, taking footage. Either way, I felt like he was really trying to show people how he grew up and where he grew up. Mm-hmm. And he grew up in South Dakota. Well, you know, he moved around, but, like, South Dakota is definitely, a, he has a song about South Dakota. Um, I find that really interesting, and I don't know much about that area, but it kind of feels like a mer- like as a Midwest boy, it spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Because you're not necessarily in big giant cities. Like he's not a city kid. I'm yeah. not really a city kid. I was barely a suburb kid. Yeah. So I guess like I really resonated with that part. Like you know him showing me a kind of outdoor woodsy environment that he grew up in, and mm-hmm. and it kind of makes you isolated. Doesn't mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you're not out meeting a bunch of people because you got to drive you know half hour into town before you can you know go hang out and talk to people kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah well the last thing i was gonna say is i i really i what i appreciated most about it was hearing his kind of relationship with video games and i feel like it's very much your relationship with video games um whereas i you know we 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 both you and i have different relationships with video games we both enjoy them but for completely different reasons um and i think anytime you can find something that bridges a gap between two very different people um that's a fucking beautiful thing um like you know two two very different people could be playing call of duty and you know bonding over it and that might be all they have um I love when when things like that just in our media are able to bridge a gap between two people that have nothing else in common. I'll never forget when like Game of Thrones first started coming out. Like everybody was like, "Oh my god, you gotta you gotta watch Game of Thrones." I went over to my uncle's house. My uncle is one of the biggest rednecks I've ever met. He had one of his friends over, who again one of the biggest rednecks I've ever met. He owns a landscaping company. He drives a tractor for a living. He kind of has a southern an accent and he's just like man you gotta watch this game of thrones there's like dragons and chicks <laughs> you know man like, winter's coming you know what i'm saying like, and that just blew me away just that like why are you into this like, <laughs> that's, this must be a groundbreaking fucking show <laughs> I bet you, man, like, he's the nerdiest Game of Thrones fan. I bet you he was like, oh, man, season eight is terrible. They forgot about, you know, he just rails them. Yeah. Oh, man, that that's super funny. I, yeah. I would probably shit my pants if I had yeah. some red that guy, man. Oh, yeah, no, I love the Lannisters. They're great. They're fucking their sister. It's yeah. awesome. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's super funny yeah so well yeah that's that's just kind of what i talk about i thought yeah thought we'd have some kind of conversation about uh, about that um that's why i love nuggy jakey all right anyways let's get into Le soul pancake also we owe a lot to soul pancake it is absolutely yeah. our filler episode <laughs> right it's funny it's our filler episode and it's pancakes which is really filling I'll All right, that here out we for go. Mitch, pick a <laughs> number. Um, um, all right, it's between what and what? I'm going to say between 1 and 197. Okay. Um, 
I can't remember if we've done this one before, but this was my favorite number. It was the, my number in baseball uh, and football when I was a kid, number 71. And if we've done it already, I'll pick another one. <laughs> <laughs> we have not done this one. Oh, no. And, uh, well, I mean, we could talk about it, I guess. I, does, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> does sex affect our souls? Ooh. <laughs> All right. That is the page that you landed on. So let's Perfect. Read some, yeah. Let's read some quotes here. Uh, sex is part of nature. I go along with nature. That was Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Only 5,000 semen releases should be allowed in a lifetime to maintain spiritual and physical health. Source, traditional Taoist doctrine. Hmm. I've already <laughs> easily doubled that. <laughs> I've doubled that this week, man. Yeah, yeah this, this month, man. Quarantine. It's fucking bored. Two out of three of college students have been in a friendship with benefits relationship. Hmm. According to Wayne State University and Michigan State University. All right. Michigan God, State. God, we should have went to a cooler college. <laughs> Dude, right. Yeah, they didn't interview anybody at CCU. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> well, I signed a contract. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sexuality is first and foremost the, the way that good or, oh, wow. Okay, sorry. Let me back up a sec. Sexuality is first and foremost the way that God chooses for us to be here on earth, to enjoy this energy of love in the physical plane. That was by Paulo Kaleo. Hmm. What if I just said some weird shit? Like fucking, <laughs> uh, that was, that was Steve Harvey. <laughs> Cause he cheated on his wife. Oh gosh. <laughs> Uh, some dig deeper questions that we could touch on if we want is sex just an animal impulse uh, what's the relationship between love sex and intimacy what do you wish you'd been taught about sex I can answer that real fast the clitoris <laughs> I knew nothing about that goddamn thing right. and it took me a minute to pick up <laughs> but you've mastered it now <laughs> hey I, well here's one thing Clits are like snowflakes. <laughs> They're all different. You got to just figure out what what she needs because I I've done some very different techniques. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, I don't even know where to go with this one. There were too many good questions that I just. Do, do well, you have any? <laughs> well, let's dial it back. There's okay. A, there's a lot to unpack there, yeah. but maybe let's dial back to the question. A lot Does of irons sex... in the fire. Does sex affect our soul? Okay, so first take, fucking no. Uh, it doesn't affect your soul. And I think that's a very loaded question and kind of a weird way to put it. So. It's a little bit like. Uh, it's a little bit like. Fucking does like. <laughs> does sex like affect your soul? <laughs> Dude, I read this article about Taoist doctrine about like <laughs> semen releases. <laughs> Fucking call an Uber, I'm done. <laughs> right. <laughs> Out of this party. 
Okay, I will start it off by saying... Okay, I will start off by saying this. One of the reasons I'm so like turned off by this question is because we've talked about this before. I was raised in a pretty religious household, and um, I had gone to church my entire life uh, since I was a kid. Um, and they don't really know how to talk about the subject of sex in church. Um, they make it sound like it's this uh, magical, mythical thing that you shouldn't uh, participate in until you are married. Uh, until you're married, um, which I definitely understand the sentiment behind. Um, but when you tell that to a 14-year-old, it's just going to want to make them have sex even more. Um, the Where I was born and raised anyway, the sex education program didn't really exist. I learned just about everything from my friends and like watching videos um, and talking about sex like it's this insane thing instills in children that you just shouldn't talk about it, which leads to a lot of misinformation. And furthermore, I think the reason that's unhealthy is that it kind of instills in these young, impressionable adults that um, you need to get married in order to have sex. Well, everybody wants to have sex, so they're just like, why don't we just get married then? Um, So in order to please some sort of dogma, um, they resort to getting married too young, um, slightly because they just want to have sex. And they'll never admit that, but that's one of the big benefits of getting married, um, especially at a young age, um, which creates some terrible things. Like people, I've seen people like in my high school do that, and they got divorced at a young age because they essentially just got married be- because they wanted to start having sex. I don't know. I think the way that I feel about it is like, well, yeah, of course. When you have sex with someone you love, it's incredibly intimate, incredibly meaningful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, However, (laughs) I do think there is a little bit of an impulse there. But also, like, look, I don't don't think it's any secret. I'm a man who has kinks. I'm into Mm -hmm. different things. All right. Different things turn me on that probably normal people don't get turned on by take that with what you will but my point there being is like i don't know man like (laughs) it can be but can also not be yeah and i definitely think when you undeify pussy (laughs) (laughs) right right no sorry i'm joking when you but but when you when you when you take sex off of that pedestal Mm -hmm. and you look at it yeah it, it is kind of also like silly yeah, right. Pe- yeah. People take sex way too seriously. That uh, that's what yeah, I'm trying to say. That that I totally agree with because it can be it can be both. It can be this amazing, really intimate romantic thing um if that's what you need. If yeah. what you need is just to bang one out real quick. Like I've I've been in both situations where like, all right, we got 20 minutes and uh we this needs to happen. So there's nothing really like I would say romantic about it. It's just like kind of a, all right, let's, uh, let's get this over with. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and, and it's and kind I of mean, a weird like, that it's, it's kind of weird that it can accomplish both things. <laughs> yeah. That's my, I, I think that's my whole point there too, because that could still be intimate. I don't think it's, I don't think there's a situation where it's never going to be intimate at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think that people, 
there are people who view who equate sex with love and there's people who don't equate sex with love so there's people mm-hmm. who could have sex with people who are not in love and yeah. there's people who you know can really only have sex with people that they love um kind of two sides of that coin um can it affect your soul i don't really completely well, first off, we have to theorize that the soul exists. <laughs> and then, I i mean, I guess, yeah, like, obviously. Like, that's why you feel so intertwined with, like, your significant other. Like, because you have sex with them all the goddamn time. Um, <laughs> all theoretically, the goddamn time. they're the person you're having sex with. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, yeah, but also, I think an issue that I've ran into with various sexual partners I've had, I've never known how to talk about sex. So if there was, if there was the real answer to, if there's anything I wish somebody taught me about sex was how to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I didn't really learn that. And then over the course of time, what I realized is, you know, if I would have talked to this partner about sex, I think we would have just had better sex. Not mm-hmm. that that would have yeah. like improved the relationship or improved this, but I'm, you know, even, you know, even with Charlotte, I don't know. Sometimes it's kind of hard to talk about sex. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Well, there's this stigma that, you know, talking about it is not okay. But also, like, you want to be good at it and you want to bring your partner pleasure. But you also don't want to talk about it because that's weird. How are you supposed to bring your partner pleasure if you don't know what they enjoy? So. <laughs> now, one thing that I do adamantly <laughs> believe in is that. Every clit is like a snowflake, and I do vehemently agree that because, like, I, I mean, I have a couple moves. I got a couple things I got down. The I've alphabet. tried those on different people, and they're like, I, "What the fuck are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, this is patented. This yeah, is exactly. <laughs> this is grade A. This ain't working." Well, fuck, I'm out of moves. This was the one that I perfected. Like a Shaolin monk over time. <laughs> and here we are, it doesn't work. I don't know what to do. But that's why you have to be able to talk. So I have to be able to communicate. Yeah. I think one of the worst sexual experiences you could have is just sitting through it and just waiting for it to be over. Yeah. That's a bummer. I've been there too. Right. God, it's not fun. And then I never talked about it. I, I don't know yeah. why. You know what I mean? You yeah. need to be able to communicate about it. You need right. to have that Well, there's also, so. there's also like a little bit of ego involved where you're like, I don't want, I want to be, I want to plead ignorance. I don't want to know what I'm doing wrong because I would rather just think that I'm amazing. And that's shitty for many, many reasons. Um, but yeah. it's kind of the, the, yeah, the, the ego gets involved in not wanting to talk about it as well. Like, oh, I know what I'm doing in that department. Next topic. <laughs> I've had a I've had a, a a gal basically look me in the eyes and say stop. Uh, so the ego part of me was long gone. I started just yeah. asking, "What do you want me to do?" Right. About my ten minutes in this thing, you're not going to be having fun. I'm going to be really confused. Exactly. I'm going to be in a in a in a labyrinth without a flashlight. You got to just tell me now. <laughs> I'm going to save us both a little bit of time. Yep, for sure. So, (laughs) see, that's the thing. I view sex as a little bit more practical. I don't view sex with this high spirituality, Mm. existential experience. Like, well, we became one. Mm. Like, not really, man. (laughs) Like, you're just having sex. 
Yeah. I do think there's a difference between making love and 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 fucking. <laughs> banging one out, yeah. Or, or banging. <laughs> banging a little bit more generally. There's there's sure, a difference sure. between making love and banging, for sure. But I don't... I, I, I think when I, I started to be more comfortable with my own sexuality, with other people's sexuality, when I just kind of turned off that part of my brain that was making it such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Because when you make it such a big deal, I feel like it's harder to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. When yeah. it's less of a big deal and you're just like, I'm doing this, I'm part of this, you're a little bit more in the moment when you you know, throw it up to this echelon mm-hmm. of this end-all, be-all of life. Yeah. Well, that's you get in your th- own head about it. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I I kind of think both ways. I think sex can be practical and like a n- very natural thing. Um, but one of the reasons I'm like kind of hesitant to talk about it is because I know that we, you and I, have different opinions. Um, and as do all of our listeners. Um, which is one of the things I wanted to bring up. Like, I guess the reason I'm struggling to come up with something intelligent to say about it is yes, I believe that there is a stigma surrounding sex and we should be more okay with talking about it, but you should do that in the context of your own relationship and but it should be a conversation between the two people that it matters with like i'm not trying to change anyone's mind on sex because frankly like you're entitled to your own thoughts and who am i to tell you what to think about something that's totally your own personal business i personally think that sex is way more enjoyable when it's shared between two people that are you know in love um married i don't know but at least at the very least in love but i also understand that that doesn't have to be everybody's opinion and i'm not going to judge someone for thinking differently than me so Uh, yeah i'm definitely i'm definitely saying let's strip away the social idea of sex like definitely let's take away of this divine it's only for married people and honestly if you believe that that's fine i really don't judge that i have a lot of respect for that mm-hmm. i however met a lot of people who say that and then some of them gave me blowjobs that's all i'm saying <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so i mean you're you're kind of splitting hairs there mm-hmm. yeah i i i lost my virginity when i was 15 yeah I had a lot of a lot of life to live, so I didn't really I didn't I couldn't really make that choice. Um, but I did decide though to make sure that if I was going to have sexual experiences with people, it would try to be at least somewhat meaningful. Mm-hmm. And I do think that there was a really cool experience that I had where I did start to find intimacy. No matter what, I kind of have had meaning. I I will say that I have had meaningless sexual experiences. But it did not mean I did not care about that person. I did not value them. The mm-hmm. reason I'm attracted to them is not just based off their looks. It's also based off who they are as a person. Mm-hmm. So um, because of that, no sexual experience that I've had ever really felt I felt was meaningless. Mm-hmm. I don't really view that that differently than you just waiting to have sex with the person that you're married to. Mm-hmm. I could go back and think about everyone I've had and there was a reason it happened i have a lot Mm -hmm. of respect and a lot of love for those people doesn't mean that i should get married to them fuck no Mm -hmm. there's a reason that i'm not with them now right right. you know what i'm saying so when we when we can strip that part of sex away and just allow it to actually be what it is which is perfectly fucking natural Mm -hmm. 
people kind of chill out a little bit. We can, you can, you can actually learn how to have sex before you have sex the first time. Because personally, that is not the time to figure it out. Yeah, right, right. It's just not going to be good. I mean, if you want to go on on the journey with your partner and marriage through that, I mean, Godspeed to you. I don't know. That just sounds exhausting to me. Totally agree. Um, and while I'm not a huge proponent of the idea that you need to get married um, in order to have sex, um, I will say that I, I think it makes it a little bit more special when you are when you have feelings for that person, like strong feelings, um, because when you boil it down, it is one of the most not, no, not one of the most intimate thing you can do with someone. Not just the act of it, just being able to say like I have seen every single part of you completely naked, and you have I. You don't have that experience with anybody else in your life. Like you don't go to work and be like, yeah, I've seen that dude's dick. Um, that alone, I think, is pretty intimate. Like, well, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it, and it's not. It, it's mostly just like the openness. Like, I can't hide anything. Um, and it kind of goes along the the same lines of like, once you are with someone for so long, the walls start to come down. And I definitely that's a good thing. I would I would also you know bring up like sharing a bathroom with someone like oh you're taking a shower uh hold on i gotta take a shit like that <laughs> see here's my thing i find that to be way more intimate nine times out of ten than sex Completely because you don't agree. have sex 24 hours of the day you know what i'm yeah, saying exactly man? like i mean you don't <laughs> i value the day-to-day in operation of a couple that is either married or lives together because you're mm-hmm. right i'm taking a shower you gotta take a shit you're being all weird about taking a shit i'm in the shower just take a shit <laughs> yeah. i don't know why we're having a geneva convention about you taking a shit or not <laughs> well how much longer you're gonna be i don't know i got in the shower all right you did not take a shit previous to the shower. i mean that's what's going on like we're having a yeah. summit debate about the, the shitting <laughs> right. while i'm taking a shower Right. Take a shower. But that's what you have to do. To me, that's yeah. more intimate because that's that's the grosser side of people. Yeah, exactly. Well, that that's kind of why the one I bring it up, like there is almost a gross vulnerability side to it where you're like, I am being 100 percent around this person. And I feel and I feel like part of that is sex. Like you. If I'm going to share this moment, I'm going to share everything. Oh man, I, I, but I get that, but I'm a little bit like, I don't know about all that. Like she ain't got to know like (laughs) when my birthday is or what my mom's name is or any of that. She don't need to know. That's, that's fair. That's a good point. It's not necessary. (laughs) Um, no, I understand. I, I think just when you, when you take, it's like, I don't want to, it's like, I think about younger people, not that there's a, a field of 16-year-olds listening to the podcast getting their life advice from us, but I do try to think, like, what would I want to tell a young person? I would want to tell a young person that sex is very important. It's a big deal. There's danger also involved with sex. Mm-hmm. You don't know who that person has had sex with. Obviously, practice safe sex. Also, pregnancy is a thing, and you definitely should not have a child if you're not ready. Mm-hmm. Um. But I would like to tell them when you strip away all the excess that is involved with sex and you treat it for what it is, being natural, I think that you're a lot more comfortable. I think that it's better 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's better when you don't put all this emphasis on it. Like, that's the thing. It's like your honeymoon night. Don't put all the emphasis on your honeymoon night. I mean, no one can mm-hmm. live up to that expectation. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you, you have to learn each other's bodies. You got to get used to each other. Because while sex can be emotional and intimate, it's also very physiological. Not every penis works the same. <laughs> Not every vagina works the same. You got to roll mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. I've had some curveballs come up in the day. <laughs> I had to learn. I, but, all right. Okay. We're doing it this way. Like, this works better for you. All right. Here we go. I mean, that's, you know, that's that's over time. That's just what I started to realize. And I started to get out of my little, like, Midwestern boys' sensibilities of just like, oh, yes, ma'am, may I <laughs> penetrate you? Like, I just started to be a little bit more chill about it. And then it felt more natural, and I felt like I could be myself also when having sex. I don't, mm-hmm. you, know, I, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. think when you put all that emphasis and pressure, you're just like... Oh, I'm having, I'm having sex. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be a little bit more like I'm having sex. This is dope. Yeah, right. But, but it's it, it's also uh, a really beautiful thing when you don't put so much pressure on it and you are allow yourself to like honestly i couldn't pick a favorite like i I was talking about like you know the super intimate romantic we're really into it and that versus the quick let's do this real quick um i don't know if i could pick a favorite because some of my favorite moments have been like you know we're just laughing the whole time giggling like making stupid jokes like i think that is fucking just as good as like Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. <laughs> I was just gonna attempt to like do a really bad dirty talk, but I'm just, I'm not. <laughs> no, please, for the love of God, you're right in my ear, man. I got headphones on. I don't need to hear that. It's like a bag of sand. <laughs> yeah, it's like a bag of sand. <laughs> what? Um, no, you're totally right. I think that's what I was trying to say. I was trying to yeah. envision it. Um, but yeah, like, no, totally. That That's what I'm getting at. But I think when you view this sex as like, well, this is a, the most intimate of intimates. And it's like, yeah, it and really, I have to man? be sexy and I have to be on. And sometimes you can just giggle like idiots and <laughs> you just have fun with it, man. Because I yeah. think I, and that could still be intimate. But I guess it's just like, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of construct about that word and it. Really, to me, that all that means is wait until you're married. That's what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing that construct being enforced and enforced and enforced. And I just, I really think it's a personal decision. I really think Mm -hmm. it's up to you. I definitely don't think we should go around and like give people shit who are like, I want to wait till I'm married. Like, right on. You should do that. I hope you find somebody who will agree with you. A gentleman, when they get to liking to you and stuff, and even if they kind of want to bang, you're like, nah, this is how it is. They'll respect that. They'll be like, all right, <laughs> fuck, but all right, like, because <laughs> that, that's what gentlemen do. They just, they, they respect your wishes. And if you really have that connection, you can move on. I definitely do think that sometimes people are too dumb to distinguish. Like, I like fucking this. It's like J. Cole said, the, pu- the pussy deep, but she's shallow. Damn, a man of words. And I've been there. So, but I knew in the moment, like, this isn't really going to work out. Yeah. The, the end of this is going to be terrible, but the middle part is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. But apparently people can't separate that. 
And I think then they're just like, well, I like having sex with a person, so I got to have sex with one person with the rest of my life, so I should have sex with the person who it's good to have sex with. Like, no, 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 no. Because even somebody who's bad at sex can learn how to be good at sex because everybody, mm-hmm. every, everybody is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? practice makes perfect. But I don't know. Every, I think, I think, I think asking the question, does sex affect your soul, sounds very fucking pretentious. I think that's mm-hmm. very like. I do agree with that. It's like, no, having sex is not cause a cosmic. You're not inventing sex. Here's also a thing. <laughs> People who have really good sex, you didn't invent it. All right. Yep. It's been done every, every which way. Yeah. It's just working for you guys. Godspeed. Go out there. Fucking make like rabbits. Okay. <laughs> but don't like be like, no, nah, man, like what you got to do is like become one with her, bro. Like, no, I fucking don't like, don't tell me how to. Fuck my girl. <laughs> I got it. I don't know. Maybe you maybe you haven't met these people. Have you met the hippie sex people? No, I, I, I guess not. Not really. <laughs> I've just encountered a lot of people in my life who are just like, the thing about making love, bro. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to fucking kill myself. I got to get out of here. This is terrible. I'm going to beat this man. Come with me with that bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, whatever. I I respect it. I never really want to judge people. If 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 your sexual preferences are not, I guess, I I got to include a little bit of BDSM. So I guess if it's not hurting you or others out of their outside of their own volition and doesn't mm-hmm. involve anybody who is like really young or really old, I will be honest. That's maybe where I draw a line. <laughs> that old people creep me the fuck out. Um, <laughs> but obviously kids and shit like if it doesn't involve that prude. kind of thing then i don't really have a place to judge you so you go do yeah. it but i guess yeah. if you ask me my opinion you know then i would tell you but i definitely right. think we can all learn to loosen up a little bit about sex like yep true that talk about it i mean you don't need to share it with people you're not comfortable with but i'm saying talk about it talk to your partner yeah like listeners to- yeah <laughs> what'd you say yeah like you don't need to share it with you know go on go on to a podcast and talk about it to listeners you don't really know like don't do that right i think that's why i'm babbling i definitely think <laughs> you can realize that i'm babbling so i don't know what to say like i just i don't know no it's i see just, where you're coming from because i was i was just thinking like if the microphones weren't rolling right now this would be a wildly different conversation um and i think that's okay because um yes like as i said earlier like i do believe that um we should be more okay and open with talking about sex. Um, but by the same token, only if you want to, it's like a very personal subjective thing. And who am I to tell anyone, uh, what to believe? Um, and I'm certainly not going to go on a podcast and share my personal sexual history and fetishes with people that don't need to know because that's personal. So I guess to wrap this up and put a pretty little bow on it, um, the question is sex spiritual, um, totally subjective. If you want it to be, it is. If you don't want it to be, it's not. We're not to tell you here to tell you what to think about it. As long as you and your partner have a healthy relationship with it, um, that's all you can ask for. So that's all I was trying to say. It's relative. So let it be relative, but also don't make people feel bad. Yeah. True that. If you like guys and you're a guy, I don't think we really need to go out of our way to make that person feel bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, Jesus Christ, this episode <laughs> really got away from us here. It sure did. 
I appreciate you putting up with us. Um, I think really it comes down to just just do sex the way you want to. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's your sex you're having. Mm-hmm. And if you can find someone that feels the same way, then awesome. Then dope. That's ideal. <laughs> yeah, then dope. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on uh, Two Friends, One Sex Talk. Uh, we've accomplished <laughs> a lot here today. Yes, sir. Yep, we figured it out. All right. I'm just going to go ahead and stop this thing. because. Did you want to do a What You Cranking? Goddamn. All right. Totally forgot the last part of the podcast because of how uncomfortable <laughs> I was. Yep. Yep. That got a little weird there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, what you, what, what you been cranking? <laughs> All right. So I have been cranking. Um, well, I kind of already talked about it a little bit. Um, when I was getting ready for work the other day, I was like listening to Beastie Boys. Um, I found myself coming back to the Beastie Boys quite a bit. Um, it's definitely one of those kinds of music that gets me just fucking hyped, man. Um, just the way that they, it still blows my mind, the way that they were able to revolutionize a genre by combining like these heavy metal guitar riffs with an actual drum kit and then rapping on top of it but also like screaming like ad rocks vocals just like is unlike anything i'd ever heard before um and still to this day it just kind of like blows my mind how fucking good they were um so i've i've been listening to uh beastie boys like nonstop. um it's just really fucking cool man it gets me in the mood um yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. <laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. No, um, definitely always been a fan of Beast Boys. Beast Boys is kind of like that band that like rock kids can listen to and kind of be yeah. like, you know, yeah, I kind of like get hip hop and it might even get them into hip hop. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, it kind of did me. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah. So. All right. Well, what I have been cranking is this guy by the name of um, Saba. Right. Okay. Um, he has a song called Stony that okay. I want you to put on the playlist. It is a banger. This guy is dope. I mean, I don't know, man. This guy kills it. He is such a good rapper. He's got this great flow. He's got these great lyrics. I mean, he's very quickly on his way to becoming my favorite rapper. And I've never heard of him. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. How did you how did you come across that guy? I don't even I remember. Okay. How do you spell that? Saba? Yeah, just S-A-B-A. S-A-B-A. Okay, cool. It's just good fucking tunes, man. Like, I don't know. It just blows me. It just blows me away because it's like I do. It's it's like I was so wrapped up in Kendrick for so long. And, and I mean, mm-hmm. I still am. I don't think I'll ever lose respect for like Kendrick and what he kind of turned me on to. Mm-hmm. But this guy in particular, I mean, it's just like I've never heard of this guy. He's a younger guy. He's just absolutely fucking killing it. And honestly, mm-hmm. like, holy shit. Like, and that's what I love about hip hop and rap and, and stuff like that. Just because it's like, I think there's always someone there lurking that you haven't heard of. And yeah, I definitely, I definitely kind of feel like hip hop and rap is pretty politicized into, you know, these are what's good and this is what's bad. And, you know, ain't nobody heard of you. So you're not important. It's like, mm-hmm. well, fuck, hey, man. I mean, like. I don't know. It just he blew my mind when I started listening to him. Like the, that song "Stony" was like it's a it's a pretty upbeat kind of funny song. And I started listening to his other stuff, and I'm like, this is just good as a fucking Kendrick song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's doing the same kind of thing. He's kind of doing like a neo soul vibe while still, 
Oh, yeah. You know, keeping it pretty tight. And his lyrics are amazing. Like, his vocabulary is really good. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, what I want to listen to. So, it kind of just, like... You know what I mean? It just kind of threw me back to being like, I don't know, maybe there's more than like 10 rappers out there that you should listen to. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Oh, yeah, man. I discover more rappers I love every week, man. Um, That's one of the things. Well, really, one of my biggest like inspirations is I will basically go back and listen to the pretty much entire catalog of Rhyme Sayers. Everything they do is amazing. And there's so many people on Rhyme Sayers that are just nobody knows who they are. and so they're they're a big inspiration for me because like they are like you said there are people out there that aren't considered successful because they're not as popular as like Kendrick but holy shit do they wail man and yeah. that's that's what I find exciting about rap is there are so many people out there that I have yet to discover that are just doing some really cool things kind of like what the Beastie Boys did with rap they're doing it currently. Um, so there's just yeah yeah it's just harder to find and i think it's and i think it's a little bit harder to find to kind of find that local like rock or indie band that actually is making something interesting because what i stumble upon is 12 other rock bands that sound like 12 other (laughs) rock bands yeah exactly you know no you know god speed to them they're they're doing it they're making rock music god bless them but still though it's like i'm not you're not going to be the band that i'm going to be like oh fuck yeah it's like no i've heard this before Mm-hmm. Um, it almost feels like in rap and hip hop because it, it 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 can be such a DIY kind of thing. There are so many more, mm-hmm. and I think we're missing out. I think I don't know. I wish there was more of an opportunity for independent hip hop rap artists to, you know what I mean, get pushed more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think they deserve it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but to that same token, there are so many shitty SoundCloud rappers that sound just like. Oh, yeah, you have brought up a good point. <laughs> yeah, I've also heard some shit too. Yeah, there's a lot of shit out there. Touche, touche. All right, thank you for listening, guys. Yep. This was a weird one. I don't even know how much you're even going to hear of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But thank you for listening. Case in point, one of the reasons why we're ending the podcast, this episode, right? <laughs> exactly. Not, uh, yeah, it started out pretty good. And then uh, and then it kind of went off the rails, which is reminiscent of my sex life. So. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a dollar. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, check out the Spotify playlist, What You Cranking, our Facebook, Instagram, even though it's all going to be over soon. So... <laughs> <laughs> Check it out, even though we're all going to die. Bye. <laughs> yep. <laughs>